So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Welcome aboard. I'm Ed Plummets. Jeff will be back tomorrow, joined today by Todd John Drude and our friend Brandon as we chart and follow the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Might be an update there. Brandon say that uh, might be a fumble. Might be a fumble. Man, it looked like a fumble to me. All right, Pittsburgh. we're charting 7-0 right now. The Bills lead uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Buffalo wins today, they will host the Kansas City Chiefs in what should be a great game. That oh, should Lordy. be a really good game, yeah. Oh, Lordy. Kansas City has had their number for years and years and years in the playoffs. You know, Buffalo beat them a few weeks ago in their regular season, but it's been a different thing in the playoffs. And let's not forget, folks, that Buffalo has a very similar situation to Dallas with their inability to get to the Super Bowl. They might see some changes if they get beat again, if considering they win today and if they go on to face Kansas City and they don't advance. You're looking at the same situation as Mike McCarthy and others. Okay, I would trade. I would get. I would give them Dak Prescott. I'd take Josh Allen. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. I'm not sure about the coaching situation because I'm not sure the coach at Buffalo is that great. Mm-hmm. Not sure that's a fair trade either. <laughs> <laughs> straight up, are you, are you getting that sure. straight up? Oh, oh man, I'll give some maybe some buffalo, oh, buffalo wings or some barbecue or something in that. Maybe do that. Coming up in just a little bit, our friend Kevin Sherrington of the Dallas Morning News. Uh, one of his compatriots already today, Tim Callishaw, who's been on TV a lot, mm-hmm. said fire him. Fire, fire him now, Jerry, and get rid of him well, okay. now. And I wanted to say this last hour, too. Jerry Jones didn't exactly give Coach McCarthy a ringing endorsement before this game started. No. Remember last week, when asked about McCarthy's future, he said, let's go game by game. Right. Let's go game by game. Go bang. Yeah. Not, not like, he's my guy. He's, you know, he's, our, he's with us. He's us. It's like, no, nope, we're going to go game by game. Yeah. I, surely Jerry knows. Surely he knows. But poor Jerry, he looked shell-shocked yesterday. Cowboys lose 48-32, and it was so shocking because I don't think anybody expected it. What, Cowboys were seven-and-a-half-point favorites and betters, you know, bet on bet on uh, Green Bay because they thought it would be a close game. But I don't think – what was the money line bet on that, I wonder? Good Lord. Oh, I just had that up a second ago. Good I mean, Lord. going into it, the Packers – the, uh, the uh, Cowboys, it was minus seven, over under 52. The well, money line was minus 365. Oh, my gosh. That is unbelievable. It was plus 285. So if you put money on the Packers, <laughs> good for you, although that took some 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 uh, hefes. One play after the fumble recovery by Buffalo, the Bills score. The Bills score, so now it's 13 to nothing with the point after touchdown to follow. A beautiful, beautiful pass from Josh Allen, and uh, the Buffalo Bills will more than likely be up 14 to zip. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think we see much. I don't. That's not. I don't think that's shocking. That no. that's the score. But um, if Pittsburgh can struggle, I think it was 
I think if Pittsburgh has a passing touchdown, it was like one and a half. Like it's only really? yeah, so they're not expecting much from any scoring from Pittsburgh this game. Kincaid was a recipient of that touchdown pass. So fourteen to nothing. Buffalo over the Pittsburgh Steelers later tonight. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what uh, adds up to a very strange game for me, Johnny. It is, and again, we went, we touched on it. Both quarterbacks are injured. Philadelphia, to make it even worse, uh, their star receiver is out. And, I mean, it's just... Is he out completely? He's like, out. He's, he's, he's said, off the team. No, no. They, right? he's, he's just out tonight. He's he in, deleted all his uh, well, Philadelphia, yeah, you know, the social media thing. He's doing the typical... Where you, he deleted life. everything. <laughs> They're such divas anymore. It <laughs> yeah. really drives me crazy. <laughs> he did? I mean, AJ Brown, yeah. If, if Philadelphia wins today, there's a good chance he'd play next week. So Maybe. I mean, I don't know. They, they make, he's got one of the biggest contracts because he, he was a last-second trade right before the draft, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. And now to do this, I do not like when, when athletes do this. If I, I, I know you can't say this to people, but I, think if, I don't think athletes should have social media accounts. Oh, all they do is get in trouble. That's wait, wait, all they wait, do. Or let someone else run it. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. part of their name, image, likeness. I know oh, that, oh. but it's all they do is it, you never hear anything good about no, what, somebody, what somebody did. It really is dumb. But we talk about, and we've been talking about, and thanks for being with us, talking about the future of Mike McCarthy, which we all three think he should be fired. What if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan? And by the way, next hour we're going to visit with our friend Pete Adimski of Delaware Subs, the number one Eagles fan in all of Austin. Nick Seriano, they have gone south. I mean, in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, they, div- they went from being the most dominant team, not just in the NFC. Well, yeah, I mean, San Francisco's always kind of been that top spot, but... You knew that they were going to be right up there, too. And then the last five weeks, oh, yeah. it just fell apart. Yeah, and the question for me, I think Philadelphia is the better. I think they're the better team than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay won their division. Philadelphia didn't didn't win the division, but Philadelphia won more games. But I, I'm old school where I think, can you just flip that switch, switch and say, okay, fellas, let's play like we did in the middle of the season when we dominated people. If you look at the first round of the playoffs for this weekend and you said, all right, Give me one road team that's going to win this weekend. I think most people might have said Philadelphia. Yeah. And it turns out right now Green Bay is the only one. And I don't think anybody really thought that. Well, in the betting yesterday, or yeah, the betting from yesterday and Saturday, three dogs have mm-hmm. covered and one only one favorite has has covered. Only one favorite. What was that? It's a crazy. And that's again, we, we've had this with other conversations. Kansas City was the only favorite to win. And that's where we've had this conversation on other programs as well. There really isn't much of a home field vibe anymore. And you're seeing that a little bit. We've talked about that before, that the home field is not... It wasn't for the Cow- See, that's another thing about the Cowboys that just drive me crazy. The Cowboys had not been beaten at home. They they were just annihilating people at Well, home. and if you're one that has like all the, some, the superstitions and you do all the, the jinxes and everything, if you watch the pregame to that, it, it, they had them all out there. Oh, Green Bay's 13. You know, they had all this, you know, they Did haven't they? lost. Dak Prescott's this, and this is that record. And, and it's just like, okay, if you believe like in the three-putt, this guy hasn't three-putted in all season, yeah. like the whole tournament, and he three-putts. He three-putts. They, I mean, Fox kind of laid it out there for everybody, like, here, Look, they haven't done this in this many months. And it's like, okay, now it's probably going to happen if you are if you were one of those who has the superstitions. And you said that earlier about Green Bay's dominance over, over Dallas in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that started a long time ago when I was a kid in the damn ice bowl. That started a long time. Cowboys lost consecutive years to the Packers uh, in, I guess, 67, 68. 
on last plays of the game, practically. And I've always said this. I tell this to Jeff all the time. If if the Cowboys would have won those years, the first game was at the Cotton Bowl. When the Cowboys played at the wow. Cotton Bowl, uh, Don Meredith threw an interception towards Bob Hayes, intercepted on, from the two-yard line. They score, they win. And then, of course, the next year was the Ice Bowl when Bart Starr went in. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys would have won those two games, the Cowboys would have been in the first two Super Bowls, and it would not be called the Lombardi Trophy. It would mm-hmm. be called the Landry Trophy. Oh, interesting. With us now on the 102.7 ESPN Live Line is our great friend Kevin Sherrington of the Dallas Morning News. Did you Do you agree with that statement I just made? If the Cowboys would have won, I guess, 67-68 against the Packers, it would be the Landry Trophy and not the Lombardi Trophy? Well, Ed, that's just you uh, starting up something <laughs> as, as historic there. I, I never even occurred to me that that's a possibility. Well, now you can maybe be a p- potential column for you there, Kim Osabi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It was great to see you in New Orleans uh, before the Longhorns and Washington. Isn't, isn't it a wild deal when Texas loses to Washington, season's over, and just think about what's happened in those 15 days since we were all down in New Orleans. It's been a wild time mm. in sports. Yes, it is, sir. And we're glad about that, aren't we? Oh, we are. We're, well, I mean, Coach Sark get a new deal. Yeah, he Coach got a new deal. Sark. Well, let's let's. Well, we're going to talk about the Cowboys, but Sark got a new deal Saturday uh, to 2030. We believe it's going to be 10 million dollars a year, and we don't know if it's all guaranteed. I hope not, because that's Aggie stuff. Uh, your <laughs> thoughts on Coach Sark getting that guaranteed? Not guaranteed. Getting the extension, Kevin. Well, good for him for playing that uh, opening uh, into that kind of uh, a deal because that wasn't going to happen, right? I mean, Alabama was not going to hire Steve Sarkeesian, you know, or it was simply because he wouldn't leave to take that job, right? Why, why would he leave Texas to go to Alabama and follow Nick Saban? Right, and I think that was uh, – yeah, that's – it's it's you're following a legend plus. It, it really reared its eyes. This is how college football is now. Because the Longhorns got a commitment from Isaiah Bond, the wide receiver from Alabama. He's the guy that caught the gravedigger touchdown against Auburn on the 4th and 31. He agreed to come play at Texas, and you saw this, Kevin. And by the way, Johnny Rude's with us, and so is Brandon. Isaiah Bond says it was a total business decision. And Brandon, would you relate to Kevin where you saw the Instagram post Saturday? Oh, yeah, Lamborghini of Austin. Mm-hmm. He was at Lamborghini of Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Took a picture right uh, in that driver's seat. Yeah, there you go. Does it, that well, not show you where football is now, college football is? Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's all disturbing, all of this kind of stuff, isn't it? Uh, I mean, look, I, I grew up in the business covering college uh, football and basketball in the, in the 1980s and watched the Southwest Conference blow up back then everybody was under an investigation all at once and and you know you're we're we're chasing these stories and i can remember when uh, at texas a&m had a, a really promising basketball player who got uh, busted and a&m got busted because a booster gave his his mother a washer and dryer oh man we have come a yeah. long way since then now yeah. one, one more question about college football were you surprised kalen DeBoer? took the Alabama job because Jeff Ward and I said last week, if he waits a week, Michigan's going to be open. He could have been going to his part of the country, the Midwest, to coach Michigan. Thoughts on Kalen DeBoer? 
Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think that uh, he, he's going to like that move in the end. I don't think that it was a bad hire by Alabama. I think he's a great coach, obviously, and, and I'm assuming that Nick Saban had a lot of say in that hire uh, because he wants to remain in, in touch with the program and and, uh, and wants to work for the university in that in that kind of avenue. But uh, look. He has coached his whole life in, in South Dakota and in Washington, and, and, and those are that, that's, that's all good and well, but it's not coaching in the SEC. Yeah. And, and seeing what those fans are like, seeing what those uh, opposing recruiters are like, and uh, that's just a different world. And so I'll be interested to see how he deals with all of that uh, from a personal standpoint because – you know, we remember what what Gene what happened to Gene Bartow when he succeeded John Wooden at UCLA. I think he went fifty two and nine in the two years that he was there, and then he left and said that was the smartest thing he ever did was getting out of UCLA alive. Yeah, hmm. Kevin Sherrington with us, columnist for the Dallas Morning News. Let's talk about the elephant in the room: the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott. What do you think that Jerry's going to do about Mike McCarthy, Kevin? Well, I got to tell you, uh, what we know about Jerry is that he does listen to fans when they're voting with their feet. Um, so if we feel like that there is enough backlash from that game that they will not buy season tickets, that they uh, will not buy Cowboys apparel, if they're going to protest and, and scream and rant loud and long enough, that potentially he could do something. You know, the last time when he fired Jason Garrett, who was somebody he liked very much personally, it took him a couple of weeks after the season to do it. So I don't think that Jerry's going to do anything suddenly. Uh, the, the, the thing that's really working against Mike McCarthy here is that there are several really good candidates for the job, right? Uh, you got Bill Belichick sitting out there. You got Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and, and a personal favor of mine, I'd like to see the Cowboys uh, hire Mike Brable myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how the Patriots didn't do that. Uh, I know that, that Jared Mayo was there, and they liked him, and they wanted to make him the head coach. But uh, Mike Brable did a tremendous job there with the Titans without a quarterback. So uh, yeah. I think that would have been a good move. I, I just can't tell you uh, what the deal is with the Cowboys and why they beat bad teams usually so easily and why they struggle against uh, good teams. Um, I think maybe the Packers are a little better than we thought they were. Uh, and they were, and there was some speculation that the Eagles may have gotten a better deal by not drawing the, the Packers in the first round. Um, I, I don't know if that was the case or not, but uh, I do know that the Cowboys need a linebacker in their defense uh, instead of Barquise Bell at 205 pounds. Um, I thought that for a long time, a campaign for them to sign a linebacker ever since Leighton Vander Esch was hurt. Uh, but that was that was not the singular issue, obviously. It was pretty much a team-wide uh, stink. Hey, Kevin, it's Johnny Ruder. Just a quick question. Uh, were you as surprised as I think a lot of us were that coming out of the half to halftime, it really didn't seem like they had made any adjustments or they, they didn't seem like they stepped up at all? No, not, nothing happened at halftime. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, we, we don't know what goes on uh, in behind closed, closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. What, we knew not, what we do know is that uh, the players like Mike McCarthy. They respect him. You know, they came out and defended him after the game. 
Not just Dak, but but several players did and said a lot of nice things about him. But sometimes you got to wonder: uh, is it just is it just too nice in there? <laughs> I mean, is the problem that that he's not lighting these guys up a little bit? Uh, certainly, Jimmy Johnson didn't have a touchy feely relationship with his players when he coached the Cowboys. Now I know that's a long time ago; that was thirty years ago, and times have changed. And you can't always do everything the way they used to. But it, I do think that somebody needs to be holding these guys accountable, and, and I don't know that that's happening. You know, I, I get the impression sometimes that uh, that well, you know, we tried hard, and we'll just get them next time. Is the shine off Dan Quinn? I know he's got about five interviews this week, but I thought it was a terrible performance by the defense. And as Johnny said, there was they were void of adjustments at halftime. It, it, how how badly did this hurt? Dan Quinn, or did it even hurt Dan Quinn at all yesterday? Well, we haven't heard that they canceled any of those interviews, but i got to tell you, how do you explain that? How yeah. do you explain that to your fans if you hire the guy coming off what I wrote was the most embarrassing exit playoff exit in Cowboys history? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you explain that? I, I just don't know. I don't either. I just don't get it. You mentioned Vrabel, who I really like it off the air. I said that's who I like yep. him. Uh, what about Harbaugh? Is Harbaugh, could he be in the mix with Jerry? And how could Belichick be in the mix with Jerry? Because I just don't know if they would get along and Belichick likes control, yada, da, 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 da. Well, we got a number of things working here. First of all, we know that Bill Belichick said several weeks ago that he'd be willing to consider a reduced role to stay with the Patriots. Well, we assume that that was a message that went out to everybody else who might want to hire Bill Belichick as well. So I do think that's a possibility. Uh, we always point to the fact that Bill Parcells worked with Jerry just fine. Uh, but the thing was, I was told by someone that that was the most miserable four years of Jerry's ownership of the Cowboys was when uh, Bill Parcells was in charge. Because basically, Bill told him, yeah, I can't have this deal where you're talking to the fan, to the media after the game. So uh, I think that that is, that is a factor. In, and then also because... Bill Belichick is uh, Bill Parcells minus the personality, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that would be – I would personally kind of regret that because I wouldn't want to have to deal with Bill Belichick all the time. Um, I, I think that Harbaugh is also a, a, a situation where when he was with San Francisco, he left because he wasn't getting a, a full say or as much say as he wanted to get. So I don't know if that would work either. I don't know why in the world he wouldn't take the Chargers job if it was offered to him. You get a franchise quarterback, and you're getting to live on the West Coast where you like to be, and I don't know why that wouldn't just be a no-brainer. Uh, I, I would think that anybody would consider that the, the lead job in the market right now just because of the quarterback situation and because they've got good players on defense as well. So that, that seemed tremendously underachieved. I, I really feel like uh, that's why I think Brable for me is the best. He's it's still in his 40s. Um, he's, a, he's a tough guy who did a tremendous job, I think. He got you know the, the Titans to the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. They've never had a quarterback. So uh, Dak is certainly an upgrade over anything that he has now. And for all the people who want to kind of dump Dak at this time, it is a difficult situation when the Cowboys – you know that he's going to be up for a new contract after this season. His his cap hit this year would be almost sixty million dollars. Wow. That's an awful lot to be committed to a quarterback who just played like like that good in that game. 
But there were so many other things to look at here. You just can't dump it all on him either. Yeah, and that's a question I was going to bring up to you about because I think this is the first season in a couple that now Dak is almost getting as equal pressure as as McCarthy, that some people are starting to shout his name as, well, maybe he needs to go. And I don't know if that is the right choice. And from what you're saying, not only just with the cap hit, I mean, he's, he's 30 years old. He's still got, I mean, I don't think the shine is off of Dak Prescott just because of this game because he had a much improved season over last year. But your thoughts? I mean, I know you you just said, but is there more to it than we're seeing just on paper? Well, I'll tell you, uh, in, in this market, most of the complaints I get from people are about Dak, not about McCarthy. I mean, wow. people don't like McCarthy either, but I would say that it's even more negative toward Dak. And that's because in this market, uh, the quarterbacks have been so great, right? You've got a, you know, uh, three Hall of Famers in your background there at the position. So that makes it difficult on any quarterback in this market. And, and uh, the fact that Dak has never won in the playoffs, that, that's been a, a real problem too. He has the same kind of track record that McCarthy has here. They, they pile up great numbers in the regular season and then it goes nowhere in the playoffs. So, but the difficulty is, it's like I've always said, you'd never quit a quarterback or a job before you have another one in hand. Mm-hmm. So, who's going to be the next quarterback for the Cowboys if it's not that? You know, uh, Trey Lance is the backup right now. I, I, from what I saw of him when he was in San Francisco, he's not ready to be a, a quarterback in the league. So, I, I do think that the one thing that was really in McCarthy's favor is that, as you said, the, the offense really came around this year with him, and so did, so did it with C.D. Lamb. So one of the things we haven't studied so far, and because he was unavailable after the game, was that after the Cowboys' first series last night, uh, C.D. Lamb is talking to Mike McCarthy. He's talking to Dak. And I'm thinking after the first series there's a problem? Mm. I mean, what, what was that all about? And the chemistry between those two last night was terrible. You know, uh, C.D., you know, getting up, shaking his head, overthrows. Uh, I, I don't think that, that Dak wasn't throwing the ball well, but I didn't think that was all his fault either. I thought a couple of those balls were catchable. Mm. We saw Michael Penix a couple of weeks ago at in New Orleans. He impressed. Didn't, didn't impress. He he didn't have the game against Michigan that had against Texas. And Caleb Williams is now going to be in the draft. Uh, would the Cowboys even dare draft uh, a Penix or a Caleb and say? Here are the keys to the kingdom. Well, at this point, they'd have to trade way up to get uh, Caleb Williams for sure. I mean, he's going to be the first pick of the draft, so that's going to cost you what three or four or five number ones. I mean, that's that's a lot of uh, to expend on a quarterback. I, I love Caleb Williams; I think he'd be tremendous. Uh, but I just don't know if they'd be willing to take that gamble. I don't think that Jerry would at this age. I don't know. Maybe he would. Uh, a Penix wouldn't uh, be as expensive. I, I tell you. After watching him in the championship game and when he was getting a lot of pressure, how he responded to that pressure, the difference between the game he played in the semifinals against Texas and the game he played in the championship game, that wasn't even close. They looked like two different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I just don't know how I feel about him and turning it over to him. Uh, that that throwing motion, is I tried to overlook that all season long. I had the hardest time with it. It looked like he had his arm strapped to his side, but he, he still made all the throws he needed to make. But uh, I, I just don't know if uh, what scouts think about it. Is anybody out there? Is anybody? Do you, is there anybody in the country who thought the Houston Texans playoff run would go deeper than the Cowboys? And what about Nemeco Ryan's and C.J. Shroud? What a job they've done down there! 
Well, that's exactly right. You know, and I was thinking about this, and I mentioned to somebody in the press box yesterday. I'd like to go back and research this a little bit. But let's think about that. How many times have we seen teams win when they have a defensive coach who does a really good job on defense? That's where he made his mark was on defense, paired with a great quarterback. And and, and that's certainly what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady was, right? A great combination of, of that two things. Maybe the greatest coach ever and certainly one of the greatest defensive minds ever with the greatest quarterback ever. Now, I know that you know having a great quarterback is really always going to help you win, but I just feel like uh, and obviously, you got Kansas City, which has a great offensive coach and a great quarterback, and they win. So, so that's maybe that shows that maybe the, the quarterback means more than anything. But I do like what's happened in Houston. I think that's a, a perfect example of it. Demeco Ryan is a great defensive coach, and his kid looks really good. Yeah, he looks like the real deal. Yeah. you know, I I don't know that why you would think they can't uh, keep this up. Uh, thank you for the visit, Kimo Sabi. Since the Cowboys are out, you coming down to Texas and Baylor basketball Saturday morning at 11 o'clock? I don't think I'll be there. I think I'm being <laughs> shifted over to Maverick stuff now, but we'll see. Okay. Hey, thanks again for the visit. Enjoyed visiting with you in, in New Orleans as well. Continue success, and uh, let's visit again soon, okay? Absolutely. You guys take care. Thank All you, right, Kevin. Thanks. See you later. Bye-bye now. Kevin Sherrington, columnist for the Dallas Morning News. Insight on what the Cowboys may do or need to see. Them. Great minds. Yeah, think like Mike Frabel. I like Mike Frabel. I mean, I, okay. I Hard nosed guy for the for the Patriots. Didn't yeah, I, just quarterback. Know, I, I just don't know. He was he was okay at Tennessee, but he didn't do much there either. So I don't took him to an AFC championship with Tannehill uh, with no quarterback. Yeah, with Tannehill, said, that's with it. Tannehill. I guess. If you can make Tannehill look good. You can put a lipstick on any pig. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, some Maggie's out there won't like that, Johnny Rude. That's all right. Happy Halloween. All right. 14 to nothing still. Buffalo leads the Steelers, but the Steelers are threatening right now as they play in the second quarter in Chile, Chile, Buffalo. A little later tonight, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a strange, strange game to me. We'll talk about that game. Talk more about the Houstons. We'll take your calls about the Cowboys, too. 512-834-1027. 512-834-1027. What should the Cowboys do about head coach? The three of us in this room all believe it's time for Mike McCarthy to go. I think the Cowboys need to seriously look at finding a new quarterback. Johnny Rude, do you think it? I, yes, I, I think, and I do like Kevin's point that, remember, he didn't he didn't fire Garrett. We didn't fill Wilson right away. Yeah. So there weeks. was a couple of weeks on there. So I think we shouldn't be rushing. If, if anything's going to happen, it, it might not be a couple of weeks away. But well, see, I, don't, I think he's got to rush because Vrabel's going to be gone. Harbaugh's going to be gone. That, exactly. Belichick and, may be gone, too. And it's amazing how fast these positions are being taken. I mean, I know that there was the clause in the New England contract, so when Belichick left, that was a no-brainer. But, I mean, you look, Alabama's that, – that went fast. I mean, there's just – yeah, you're right. There's, there's a little sense of urgency – Otherwise, you're going to end up getting those second tier of coaches, and then right. you're really just kind of in where you're where you're at right now. God love him. Mason Rudolph becomes Mason Rudolph, and looks like Dak Prescott Bills intercept a pass in mm-hmm. the end zone. They get the ball back, and they got a 14 to nothing lead. We'll have more on 102.7 ESPN right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements afternoons four to six on 102.7 ESPN.
Say it again, big boy. Say it again. You're listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Well, Buffalo is handling Pittsburgh right now. It's 14 to nothing. Eight minutes to play in the first half. 14 to nothing. Buffalo over Pittsburgh. Uh, as it is bitterly cold, but there's no snow on the ground. All the snow is in the stands. I think they had to put it somewhere. That's where it went, in the seats. <laughs> where it went. Welcome back. I'm Ed Clements, along with Todd Johnsrud and Brandon, as uh, we're here till 6 o'clock. Also, tonight on our radio station, it's going to be uh, the second game of this NFL doubleheader double today. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, the f- closing game of this super wild card weekend. Looking at the schedule... Uh, the way it stands right now, the Texans, uh, the Texans would be in in Baltimore if Buffalo wins, and Buffalo wins. Buffalo would be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Green Bay, we already know, is going to be playing at the 49ers Saturday night at 7:15. Green Bay at the 49ers, and then. On Sunday, it'll be the Eagles or the Bucks at the Lions at Sunday at 2 o'clock. The Lions with their first win since 1991 of the playoffs last night. We haven't talked about that game yet against the L.A. Rams. Well, look who's here on the uh, Sports Talk 1027 ESPN Live Line. He's back. He's Jerry Jones, the owner. Not a chance of, to talk to Jerry the Jones. Dallas Cowboys. Yesterday, the Cowboys lost 48-32 to the Green Bay Packers. Jer, very, very, very difficult loss. Can you tell us today, will Mike McCarthy continue to be your head football coach? Go ahead, Jerry. You're on the air. Well, uh, Ed, first of all, uh, let me just say that I'm very, uh, very pleased to be on your station today. Uh, You're a friendly voice in a sea of a lot of sharks right now. (laughs) Uh, The question you've asked is, Mike McCarthy going to be our head football coach? Well, let me just say this. Uh, yesterday, during the middle of that, uh, what I'd like to call a train wreck, yes, I looked up and uh, was looking for my head coach over on the sidelines and uh, was looking for Mike McCarthy. And uh, I'm not sure, but that I didn't look down on the field and see what looked like former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And <laughs> I think we all know what happened to that guy. Yeah, we do, Jerry. We do. Uh, you had to be disappointed. Dak Prescott, your quarterback that you're paying a king's ransom to, uh, sort of went south. And he wasn't all his fault, but he sort of went south mm-hmm. yesterday. Your thoughts on Dak's performance? And I'm kind of the impression, uh, Jerry, that I'd like to see maybe a new quarterback for your team. Well, Ed, uh, you know, Dak's a good human being. He's a good man. Uh, but we, uh, I am looking at having a conference call with uh, several of the other owners. Uh, you know, most of us are billionaires. Yes. And uh, we're all going to try to see what it feels like uh, for one another to uh, to literally flush $140 million down the toilet. <laughs> Let me ask you. Uh, you, have, you have a question, John? Yeah, I just had a real yeah. quick question because I think McCarthy's getting a lot of the blame. So is... Uh, so, Zach, but uh, Jerry, your defense, that was what kind of led you through the entire season, kind of let you down uh, yesterday as well. Your thoughts on them not making any adjustments and even coming out flat at halftime? Well, now, you're talking about the defense? Yes. Uh, well, uh, as you know, Dan Quinn has been a uh, – a hot commodity. Yes. And uh, I think that uh, obviously the uh, Seattle job is open. And uh, based on yesterday's performance, uh, I think that you'd have to say that uh, 
Dan, uh, Dan and Seattle would have to possibly rethink their position. Think so? Rethink that, huh? Well, I'm... I just think you have to look at the big picture there. Uh, we we have, uh, unfortunately, I have to admit this, but we have had a condition of Jack, of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. all season. We've yes. had some great games. Yes. In fact, I'm looking at the league to see if maybe we can have what's called a regular season championship <laughs> where we can win the regular season and not have to go with the playoffs. Uh, okay, final question. Yeah. Now, in the second half, I just want to know, what was the drink of choice mm. in your box of the second half, Mr. Jerry Jones? Uh, right now, I would have to tell you that there's not enough bourbon in Kentucky to take care of what all happened yesterday. <laughs> I've got one. I've got, I do have, uh, and I do have one question for you guys okay. before I have to go. I've got a news conference in a little bit. Uh, do any of you there in the studio happen to have a phone number, a cell number for Tom Brady? I don't have it handy. Mm. Uh, Brandon, you have one, Tom Brady? No, I don't. Johnny, I, I would contact somebody at Hertz because he's, yeah. he's apparently doing a lot, of, a Hertz, lot of Hertz cars now. Are you so. thinking you want to get Tom Brady out of retirement to be the next? Oh, car? I just thought maybe I'd give him a phone call and see how he and Giselle were doing okay. right now. But you, you know, that's just one of those things that you investigate. Oh, all right. I will say this in closing. The Dallas Cowboys did not look pretty yesterday, and I want my fans to know how sorry that we are, and I want you all to understand that uh, we're going to have grace. We're going to have grace. We're going to have grace. Thank you, Jerry. Hey, thank you for the visit. Don't be a stranger. Thanks so much. And you know what? We're only about eight months away from spring train or summer training in California, my friend. And you know what? Sometimes, Jerry, this is just something for, something to think of for next year. Anytime you see an open microphone, you don't always have to say something. <laughs> well, I'll, hopefully I'll take your advice, and all I can say is go Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Gerald R. Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, go Rangers. Uh, thanks so very much. While we were talking to old Jerry, Josh Allen became Josh Allen. Mm. He scrambled a 60-yard scramble for a touchdown Untouched. Is 60 yards a scramble? No, well, he, he scrambled <laughs> in the back, and then he ran like a son yeah, of a gun. Five yards of that was a scramble. That is just him. And now it's 21 to nothing. Is it time to say, turn out the lights, the party's over for Mason Rudolph? And Pittsburgh, well, there's still seven minutes to play in the uh, first half. I mean, look, you're getting to the point of situation where we were like this yesterday, where it was a quick 21 to nothing, or, well, I guess they doinked one of their uh, extra points. But So now, now we've got Pittsburgh that's got to come from behind, and, and this weather in in Buffalo, I, I don't see that happening. Tell you what, uh, last week, fellas, and uh, Brandon can detest this. I think I thought the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and that's such a dumb, dumb Super Bowl was going to be Dallas in Buffalo. I still think <laughs> Buffalo has a legitimate shot. They're handling. I know it's still early, still the first half, but it's twenty-one to nothing. <sighs> Watch out. Baltimore for Buffalo. That game would be in Baltimore because Baltimore is the number one seed. But what if, oh, if mm-hmm. the Houston Texans and Demeco Ryans and C.J. Shroud would upset the Baltimore Ravens this week? That's a tall task. It is a tall task. A very but, tall task. Again, you never know. I mean, you had the seven seed come in and beat a two seed yesterday. Yeah. So. Good Lord. I, I didn't want to say the names. Awful? I didn't even want to say the names. I just did the seeds. Yeah. That also, is... I believe you owed Jeff a bottle of wine. Oh. Tell me why. What? What's uh, on the... Something about a Kelsey touchdown catch? Kelsey didn't catch a touchdown I don't think pass. he got a touchdown Damn pass. it. I know. 
Didn't do that. Oh, a bottle of wine. He owes me like a case of wine. He's been so bad this year. <laughs> but you're right. Travis Kelsey did not. Everyone wants to blame Taylor Swift on that, too. Oh, of Yoko course. Swift, though, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they showed a lot of her. They, they sure did. And, uh, you know, if, if she ever breaks up with Travis Kelsey, you know who's going to be the most hurt by that? Is CBS. Patrick Mahomes' wife. Oh, like, yeah. She's oh, loving yeah. every minute oh, of this. Yeah, why wouldn't it? you? She's loving every minute of this yeah. newfound fame. But you see Tony Dungy go off on... Yeah. What the heck Get was off that? my lawn. He's, Tony, he's, a Clint, he's Clint Eastwood. He's just an angry old man. Jeez. Tony Dungy, after the game, said that Taylor Swift in this is making a mockery of the NFL by attending the games and taking the attention away from the players. Yeah, sorry she wants to be a fan. Tony, Tony. Jeez. I like Tony Dungy, but... Tony, come on. That sounds like, you're right, get off my lawn, And you know, it's man. not so much that it's her. She's just going to the game. It's the NFL. It's the it's the cameramen. They're the ones deciding to show her. It's the directors. It's, yeah, it's exactly, the network right. saying, look at her, look at her. And uh, why is that? Because Not the NFL. All, because everyone's all the Swifties are watching these games now. I see nothing wrong with Taylor Swift or other celebrities no. going to these games because it's America's She's game. They're for a reason. Yeah. She's it, a fan and... Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Get over it. Football is now the king sport. It used to be baseball, but baseball is an afterthought most of the time, and I'm for showing the I, celebrities. And I don't stuff. see anyone complaining about Eminem being all over the broadcast last night. Yeah, that's true. Because he's a Lions fan. That's exactly right. He's, he was all. They showed him all the time. He's yeah. not dating Nobody one complained. of the players, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. Uh, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, be breaking news. We have room for you at 512-834-1027. More talk about the future of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. Also, your thoughts on Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. I know there's a lot of fans out there in Lake Travis who love uh, Baker Mayfield, who's done a good job mm-hmm. this year replacing the legend, the greatest of all time. I still don't have that much confidence in the team, but I don't have much confidence in the Eagles, too. It could be 0-0. Who it knows? could be a great game. It could be a horrible game. It could be. All right, we'll have more here on 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Say it again, big voice. You love it so much. Please, big voice, come on down. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. I'm Ed Clements. Jeff will be back tomorrow. Todd John Trude's with me today, as is producer Brandon, having a big time this afternoon. A lot of things on the table. The Dallas Cowboys, the future of the Cowboys. If you've been in a slumber, if you've been asleep for the last 24 hours, the Cowboys lost yesterday. Or you're just waking up from getting blasted (laughs) yesterday after the game. (laughs) They lose to the lowly Green Bay Packers, who now advance in the NFL playoffs. Packers will play the team the Cowboys should have played in two weeks, the 49ers, uh, this weekend. But the Cowboys lose, and we were talking about the future of the Dallas Cowboys. Coming up at 5.15, we'll talk more about the Eagles in Tampa Bay a little later tonight with our friend Pete Ademski of Delaware Subs. No baloney there. The number one Philadelphia fan in all of Austin. Been that way for years and years and years, ever since mm-hmm. I've known him. Let's get you up to date on Buffalo and Pittsburgh. The Bills have stormed out to a 21 to nothing lead. We're under three minutes to play in the first half. Buffalo was scrimmaging from the 30-yard line of Philadelphia, excuse me, of Pittsburgh once again. Josh Allen, the quarterback for the, uh, of course, the Buffalo Bills. They're now facing a fourth down. Let's see if they go or they kick. But uh, 
Todd, this has been a uh, Johnny Rude just has been a workmanlike it, game by the Buffalo Bills. It has been very much. Uh, they're they're looking to p- prove a point here. I, th- I think because they've gone in like we mentioned before with with the Cowboys. They they go into every pre every every playoffs with the the thought process this could be it. This, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's all or nothing. And for both teams, unfortunately, the last few years, it's it's ended too early. So I know it's a lot of people are going to go. It's the Steelers. They've got their third string quarterback in there. It's cold. It's you know, I, you didn't expect it to be maybe a great game, but I think Buffalo is doing what they can to make sure the rest of the AFC and eventually their Super Bowl opponent, if they get there, hey, look, we're not messing around. Sure, sure. Well, it's cold as you just said, and it's cold for the kickers. Buffalo lines up for a field goal, and he gets blocked. And okay. Pittsburgh has the ball. In the territory of Buffalo, this could be mm. uh, somewhat of a big gift turnaround at the end of the first half. But uh, this is one of those games. I did not expect Pittsburgh to win this thing, but lo and behold, I don't think anybody expected the Green Bay Packers to win yesterday because no. the Cowboys were already talking about hosting a second-round game and then possibly going of course, to the NFC Championship game. Well, I know the Packers had a rough start to their season. Yeah, the adjustment with Love being their starting quarterback. First five games, not great, mm-hmm. but they finished solid. And you know, yeah. Jordan Love finished right behind Dak Prescott, one two in in passers. And so they are better than I think we thought. But I don't think they're better than the Cowboys. I think it was just a oh. all around. Uh, poop show yeah. for the Cowboys yeah. yesterday to say it. That's the only nice way sure. I can say it. Well, they, when they, they laid an egg, they laid a huge egg. And it was a, a ginormous egg against the Green Bay Packers because this is a team that had, well, they didn't totally dominate their game with Detroit uh, when they defeated Detroit, luckily, no. with, the, with the call. But the, other than that, they'd won every game this yeah. year and they had, they had every, every won every game at home this year that's why it was so shocking and so shocking because Dak Prescott as we said with Kevin Sheridan had a really good year he improved his numbers on offense fewer interceptions more yards that's why it was so shocking to me it was just because of the ease the Packers were scoring I mean we mentioned it that first drive was eight minutes but it didn't even seem like it it just seemed like they just marched right down the field yeah. scored a touchdown Packers came out couldn't really do much with it and then our, the Cowboys come out they can't do much Packers get the ball back march right back down the field it was just so systematic yesterday that I think it shell-shocked the Cowboys yeah. at anything we've been talking about possible replacements for Mike McCarthy saying that he's not been fired yet I think he's going to be fired. As we talked about Kevin Sharon with Kevin, and you brought it up to uh, Johnny about Jerry Jones waited when he fired Jason Garrett for a couple of weeks. I don't think he can afford to do that no. with the openings out there in the NFL because you have, what, seven or eight openings, really good openings, especially the Chargers job is very, very good. Very good. Vegas is, uh-huh, okay. Uh, you've got the Tennessee job, which many say is pretty good job. Uh, New England is f- filled now. The worst job is Carolina. That's that's, that's going to be you know that's a dead end <laughs> job. But I think he's got to act quickly. But the big question: Can he work with the Bill Belichick? I don't think so. Well, can he work yeah, with the Jim Harbaugh? And, I don't think so. And that's what Kevin said when they had four years together previously, and, and they said that he because he's not going to let. In theory, Belichick doesn't want Jerry Jones getting on an open mic, right? As much as he does, and. Right. 
and giving everybody as much insight into the team that mm-hmm. they might not need to do that. I mean, he's the hoodie for a reason. He like he, he's not a community guy outside right. of with right. his team. Well, he's much like Nick Saban because Nick Saban has a policy, and now Steve Sarkeesian has the same policy. Uh, policy. I speak for this program. Mm -hmm. You don't have Chris Del Conte, the Texas athletic director, having radio shows. You don't have any assistant coaches doing radio shows. We'll meet with them occasionally, but not very often. It's a one voice, and that's that's old school, and that's Belichick, and that's Saban, and that's Steve Sarkeesian. That would never work for, for Jerry because Jerry loves the microphone. He's got two radio shows a week, and he's got on our radio station, you hear him. You hear him after the games. Here's my thing, too, is tell me an NFL owner who is as active into his team as Jerry Jones is that doesn't come off looking bad. I mean, it's just not a – you don't you don't hear a lot from the of owners. You shouldn't hear a lot right. about the owners. But with, usually it's, you know, your Arthur Blanks who just are like, okay, you just need – and when – his name's escaping me now from from uh, Indianapolis. Right, uh, per se. That's the thing. You, you don't hear owners really making good things to talk. I mean, they shouldn't say much. That's what they hire people to do for exactly. them. The thing about Arthur Blanks, God bless him, he goes to the field too much. Remember the Super Bowl oh, yeah. against the, the Patriots? He was down there with his wife. He's fixing mm-hmm. to celebrate the first Super Bowl win for Atlanta. Kaboomski. Ursay gets in trouble off the field because he's crazy. But you don't see Ursay on the field or doing stuff. Ursay made a bad haul, a bad hire in uh, Saturday last <laughs> year as the head coach, Jeff Saturday. But he lets the football people do the football. Jerry has never been able to no. do that, and I don't think will. I don't think even. I mean, eventually his son seems to be the Steve, next in yeah, line. Yeah. Um, but even if Jerry's still around, I don't know if that's clearly hands off. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll get you up to date on the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Bills lead right now 21 to nothing. They just had the two-minute warning, but after a block field goal in the frigid temperatures of Buffalo, uh, the Steelers are threatening with Mason Rudolph at the helm uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also coming up next hour, we'll get into this game between Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. We've not talked about the Miami Dolphins. That was a team that many yeah. people thought A, would win the AFC East, and B, would go deep in the playoffs, but that went away in the cold of Kansas City. And we haven't talked about the Detroit Lions, who won their first playoff game since 1991, and what comes next for the L.A. Rams, who looked pretty damn good last night at times. Yeah, it was close. It was. That and much, much more. Here are our phone numbers, 512-834-1027. Give us a buzz. On 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.